Perfect. Hey, welcome to the Everyday Sniper. You got Frank from Sniper's Hide here, and we got a special Everyday Sniper podcast. I have Kyle and Martin from MDT on. I told you guys we were going to be talking to MDT this week, and they called in. And so, guys, say hello to everybody out there. Hello, everybody. This is Martin. And it's Kyle. Good to be on the podcast again. Yeah, yeah, great. We got the new board for you guys because last time we were doing conference called in before I got the new board, so you should have a much better uh, experience with the podcast there with the sound-wise. Should be pretty good with the call-in show. But, um, I mean, right off the bat to jump into it, I I had sent you a text because there was some recent news this week that you guys acquired parts and pieces of the J. Allen Stock Company, which uh, suddenly shut down. It was a popular stock. And, you know, just kind of out of the blue, they said, hey, we're not going to do this anymore. And then the reports came out that you guys were basically buying the assets from there. And uh, so I dropped you a quick note that said, man, MDT's turning into a monster within this industry. And you really are when you look at everything that's going on and how Precision Rifle's starting to revolve around what you guys are doing. Yeah, thank you very much for that. Um, we definitely uh, put a lot of attention on, um, you know, what we do, who we are, what our products are. Um, when Jay Allen, when we heard about them going out of business, it was a bit of, um, you know, we understood a bit of mixed feelings around it. We know that uh, it is a very high quality product. It's very, you know, well regarded in the industry. Um, it's it's expensive, um, but um, we, when we looked at that, funny enough, we had a lot of people actually contact us and say, hey, did you hear about this? And why don't you guys see if we can make a deal with them? So it wasn't even our own initial uh, ob- uh, object to go after them and say, hey, we want to buy your stuff. So, um, you know, once, I, uh, once, we, once we heard it from enough people, um, we did reach out to them and somebody else was already in the process of purchasing their assets. And I said, look, if it doesn't work out, uh, anything like that happens, give me a call back, and uh, we'll see what we can do. Um, and a couple of weeks later, I did get that call. Um, so we took a heavy look at you know, what they had. And at the end of the day, uh, we, we're all about having good products. Uh, when we look at that chassis, you know, it, it really is too bad that they weren't able to make it. Um, but we wanted to see like, you know, continuing a good product uh, with two uh, additional objectives is number one, when we bring this in house, we have to be able to reduce the cost on it because $1,800 is a lot for a chassis. Um, you know, the value are there and people that buy it really love it. Uh, but, but we believe we can bring it down. And the other thing that we wanted to do is uh, the feedback we heard is people had long lead times of getting this. Uh, we have a quite large manufacturing capacity uh, you know, a lot of a lot of CNC machines are running, uh, you know, throughout the night, and uh, we want to put these chassis on the shelf uh, so that people can buy it, and you know, we ship it next day. And we're we're known for uh, having really good uh, product availability and customer service. So when we bring it on, I I, I cannot say of how long it's going to take for us to have this ready on the shelf because there's a lot of work has to go into taking on the manufacturing and switching it to our facilities. 
Uh, right now, we're looking at having it set up running in our uh, Everson, Washington uh, facility. Um, but but we'll know a lot more about it very soon. Are, are you guys going to go and in, in take that same path of the custom colors? Because one of the big things with Jay Allen, I know they had other people that can paint them and do things like that. But it was always, you know, mixing up colors from their pieces and parts. And the J. Allen stock really stood out visually. Are you guys going to keep that or are you going to go and just kind of offer it in the basic colors that way and let people customize them outside? So initially, we're going to just focus on putting these on the shelf, which, which, which automatically means that we're going to have a limited number of colors. Uh, we do like the idea of allowing people to customize, even with our other MDT chassis on paint. We recently uh, set, it, set up so that people can choose between five or six different colors when they order one of our chassis. Uh, we'll probably want to do something similar with a Jay Allen chassis. The actual customization of I want this piece this color and that piece that color, I think, and it's just, a, it's just thinking right now because I haven't verified it, that that is part of the reason why they may have struggled because everything was being made to order, whereas it's a very different business model than uh, having some ready on the shelf. So um, initially, it's just going to be a set amount of colors, but we certainly are open at looking to do more customizations in the future. Nice. Yeah, and that was the thing. I mean, it took Jay Allen really a long time to spin up. I remember when they first kind of came on the market, they were considered vaporware because it took forever that, to them to get into that process. And like you said, they kind of are a, as you order, we make it customization shop. So they, they didn't have a, a model that went towards volume, which you guys clearly are, are a volume dealer. I mean, you're, you're putting them out there everywhere. I mean, we, we see your chassis, not only we talking about early OEM'd all the way through to the custom rifle builders. And so, um, you know, that's something that they didn't do that you guys have embraced really well. Yeah, yeah I mean, that, that, uh, that's what we work hard on every day and try to get uh, improve and get better and just be hungry on, uh, on uh, never being satisfied where you are now, but uh, always getting better. And, and, you know, the nice thing is that, uh, I mean, you guys are not just kind of, you, you started out in the Trassy uh, department and then you went into the magazines and, and kind of are innovating around magazines where you're becoming the go-to magazines because you guys offer variety. But, at, at, you know, at the same time, you went and you saw the benefit of the SkyPod. So you were, you were able to pick up the, uh, the bipod, the SkyPod uh, from Sky Thomas over here. And, and so it shows how you're so precision rifle centric that it's not just chassis, chassis, chassis. It's kind of like, well, what supports a chassis? What, you know, what other accessories go into this? And, and, you know, between the the little stuff like the bag riders and, and things like that, there's a lot really that people don't see this as such a, um, sort of skew heavy, uh, type of a situation, you know, because you have all these little skews for pieces and parts. That's right. So it, it is correct. We definitely are at the core a chassis company, um, but it's not our objective to to only make chassis. So as as people probably have seen on our marketing materials, and it says with big letters even throughout our organization here is our slogan: "Shoot better." And it's not something that is just, you know, a cute slogan. It's something that we uh, build our business around. So when we come up with a new product, 
we, we ask that question. But every time we do a new product development, we ask ourselves, does this help somebody shoot better? We don't just want to make something because, you know, we have a CNC machine that can turn that out and somebody will pay some, a couple of bucks for it and we can make a little bit of profit. It, we're not about that. Of course, we need, we need to make some profits in order for the business to survive. But uh, we want our products and the way we carry ourselves actually as well to help people shoot better. So, you, you know, and just kind of like a little side path on that, on our, our sponsored shooters, we have 18 of them this year. Um, of, you know, of course, they're shooting our products, but we tell them as well, look, if you are out in the field and a match and somebody's struggling, somebody's having, you know, it's not working, they're using a competitor product. It doesn't all matter, matter. Just help them out. Like, let's be a company that does further the sport, um, that uh, helps people shoot better. And that's, that's why we always ask a question is when we develop a new product. So with the SkyPod, we already had gone through a, a, quite a process of, uh, you know, what, you know, we want to do a bipod. And we, the conversation even went back to, you know, some of our engineers will ask, well, why do you want to call it a bipod? Who says you need to have two legs? Let's just call it a rifle support system and see what comes out of that. Uh, but we want to have something that is, um, is, is, is better than anything else out there. And funny enough, like during uh, all those conversations, I, would have, I was at a match somewhere and I was using somebody's bipod and, and I was, you know, uh, about to shoot and I realized I needed more height on my bipod and I'm fumbling in my one hand, didn't quite do the trick. So I had to reach all the way over to the left side of the rifle with my other hand as well. And I was like, there's got to be a better way. Um, you know, of course, it's, you know, a, a question that's with a lot of product development. Um, so uh, we went back and we were talking about this and then Kyle actually sent me a link to um, the SkyPod website and said, you know, look at this. So we looked at the videos and bottom line was, is that everything that we've been talking about that we wanted was there. And we, we don't, we don't want to just, we don't want to make something that somebody else already made. We don't want to copy products. Um, it's, it's not what we're about. Um, so I gave uh, Sky a call and um, I think I was pretty quick to say, hey, you know, you want to sell that? And so, yeah, yeah, you can. How many do you want? Is it no, like, I want to buy the design. So, what well, was a bit of an awkward uh, conversation at the, at the beginning there. But, um, you know, after a few phone calls, we were able to work that out. And, and Sky, um, you know, I, I got, I've gotten to know him uh, quite well. Love working with him. He is, uh, we're in touch with him on a weekly basis uh, because he provides us with a lot of. Uh, uh, other ideas and, 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 and things as well. So um, at Plus, we're working on, this, on making more variations of the SkyPod. For example, we'll be releasing a, uh, a sling stud mounted version soon. Uh, we'll have a double and triple pull legs, so you can get quite a bit of height on there. Like literally, you can pull those that bipod out and you can sit behind the rifle uh, with the SkyPod if you have the triple pull legs. Uh, and we even came up with a heavy duty, we, you know, we call it a 50 cal version, but it's, you know, quite a bit significantly heavy, more heavy duty. Uh, so we just keep pushing on, you know, making sure that uh, when somebody gets one of our products, it, it you know, they're going to love it. And, and it's something, we, you know, we, we guarantee it. You know, anybody that buys from us, they know that um, if when they buy from us, they, they, uh, if they don't love it, they can send it back. We'll send, you know, all their money back. Uh, because we just, you know, want people to have a good experience with us. No, totally. And you guys have a pretty big design team over there, right? So you're always looking to innovate, 
Um, and, and you're saying you got quite a few engineers that can work on the various products that you're talking. So why don't you tell some people about sort of the process and the background? Is it, you know, the feedback coming from your team shooters or is it more of like the feedback you're seeing, um, you know, uh, from just online or is it a combination of all of it? Hey, you read something on Sniper's Hide, your team shooters are talking about it, and then, you know, you kind of go to work that way? Right. So it is, it's a little bit of all of the above. We do have a documented product development process. Uh, we have uh, five full-time uh, designers slash engineers. Not, not all the designers are engineers, and we kind of need that because one person might be more focused on aesthetics and the other person might be more focused on the mechanics of something. Um, we... Um, we oh, I see, okay. So, sorry about that. We, um, we, we first um, have a small team look at, okay, what do we want to do next? Um, is it, um, you know, um, basically, you know, we have a long list of, actually, it started before that. We have a long list of ideas. We call it our parking lot. So anybody in our company and outside of the company, sponsored shooters, customer support guys who are talking to our customers all the time and people are saying, hey, we want this, we want that, we collect that. And we say, hey, you know, we want to do, uh, you know, let's just stick, you know, we really should be doing a bipod. And it kind of comes over and over. So every so often, a small team meets around, um, you know, what are all the items on this parking lot that we think we want to do? Um, and then when we look at that and say, okay, um, it's a bipod, for example, can we make that, can, can we be better than anybody else in the industry? Can we, can we make it really good? Can we make it economically? Um, so we go through um, a process, we, we call it a uh, two-diamond uh, process. So the first diamond is about research. The second diamond is about actually uh, producing it and prototyping it. Um, and there is a, a lot of steps in this where there is a bunch of preliminary research. Then there's more heavy duty. We look at who the competitors are. We look at can we be better than everybody else. Um, we have um, a row of 3D printers set up where we can come up with all kinds of different uh, variations of what we want to do. Uh, our engineers will be uh, walking around the office sometimes with a piece of foam they cut out and, you know, say, hey, how does this feel on your hands or a piece of clay or or whatever it might be or a piece of rubber that they just textured. So there's there's a lot of thought and process that goes into it. We weren't always like that. You know, of course, you know, we're, in, we're 10 years old now. Uh, it used to be we would just make something and we would send it out and see what the feedback was. And if somebody said, hey, this doesn't work, we would fix it. Now, the larger we get, of course, the more painful that gets. And we, we had to make a drastic change of how we did these things. And now, um, you know, instead of making a product in a couple of months, it'll, it'll take us, you know, a year, maybe two years. Uh, and we have to because when it comes out, you know, we can no longer afford having, you know, the three customers that would buy one say, hey, you should change this. Now it's, uh, you know, hundreds or thousands and uh, we want them to have that awesome experience right from the get-go. And, of course, we don't want people to, you know, even though we say, you know, you, know, you can send it back, we'll give you all your money back. It's not something we want to happen. We want people to love what we do and what we have. So I think that especially people that have paid attention to us throughout the years, and we've heard the comments uh, say that, look, you know, yeah, you guys had a good product, but you can really see the attention to detail 
that you guys are now putting into your products on, on the machining side, on the function side, on the finish side. And, and, and we do, we put a massive amount of effort into this. Yeah. And you don't want your customer to be the beta tester anymore. You yeah, know? that's exactly right. Right, right. Yeah. So that makes total sense. And, and you know, with that said, uh, you know, kind of a good segue to stick with chassis right now and stuff like that. Uh, is there anything that you could say is going to be heading towards SHOT Show? What are you going to, what do you guys got going on for SHOT this year? Definitely. We will be releasing a new chassis at SHOT Show. Um, it is something we've been working on for over a year now. Um, when we release it at SHOT Show, it will uh, probably be available for at least one or two inlets, hopefully more. Um, I actually took this chassis out shooting yesterday. It is nothing like what we currently have. So it's not an, it's not an upgrade or uh, you know another uh, one that's very similar to what we have. It's It's quite drastically different from our current product offerings. Um, that is pretty much all that I should be saying about it right now. You know, I'm pretty excited about it and I can very quickly, you know, say too much. Um, there, um, anything else you want to say about it, Kyle? It's just, it's just really, really awesome. Uh, I have the same feeling. I, I want to tell the world, but, uh, um, yeah, I mean, we're just going to, might release some teaser photos in the next couple of months. Um, just to get people excited about it, but uh, it's going to be it's going to be very exciting, and uh, people are going to, uh, I believe, and we know people will really love it. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, and and do you think what are the odds that you might have an MDT built Jay Allen in your booth at shot? You think you might have one or two of those ready to kind of be looked at? Uh, that's a really good question. Actually, I have kind of. Thought about it a bit. Our, our booth is quite designed. We, we doubled our booth space at SHOT Show for this year. We moved us over a little bit as well. Um, and even though we're doubled, uh, the space is somewhat limited. But I do think we're, we'll definitely bring a rifle with us in the J. Allen chassis for sure. Um, we just you know, have to put a little bit more thought and effort on how we're going to display it and what the message is to people. Because we, I think we have to have a decent idea as well about when it's going to be available for purchase again. Okay, cool, cool. No, that's awesome. I mean, like I said, you guys are, are just kind of moving along and becoming this just monster juggernaut in the industry, and, and, and that's pretty kick-ass. Uh, one of the things I did want to talk to you about, because you and I have had conversations with it, Kyle, anyway, um, is magazines. So uh, what you, you have a big variety, and you see more and more people as, you know, sort of the, the, the 6BRs and the different calibers and the 223s. Guys are building such a variety of rifles now as part trainers, as competition guns. So the magazine to go to is your guys' variations of the AICS magazine. So uh, why don't you kind of fill everybody in? Because uh, I know there's a lot of movement happening on the magazine side uh, with what you're working on. Yeah, for sure. I, I was actually in our price list this morning, and I think we have around 30 different part numbers on just on just mags now. So... It, it, there, there's a lot of them and we're keep developing more. So uh, I can let you know on, uh, there's a bunch more coming out in the next three, four months and I can let you know about three of them. So we're working uh, defiance machine and a few other action manufacturers as well have a medium length action. Um, defiance calls it the XM um, action. Uh, so it's a medium length um, uh, magazine that we're coming out with. So we're going to call it the XM mag. Uh, so six, five PRC and, and those kind of calibers, which, will allow you to load longer lengths. Um, um, so that's coming out. It'll be a metal mag. It'll be 10 rounds. Um, so really excited about that. And that'll be for Magnum um, calibers as well. So it'll be two different variations. 
Then we have our hybrid mag, which is actually something we came out with, I think, at SHOT 2018, so almost two years ago now. Um, so that's metal feed lips, uh, polymer body with a window in it. And uh, we, we, sh we, our goal was to be shipping a lot longer, ago, um, quite a while ago, but uh, we just can't, uh, as Martin talked about earlier, we can't uh, release a subpar product. So there's a lot of things that go into this with the interface between the metal and the polymer and uh, different feeding things like that we need to work through. So we are um, going to be releasing that very shortly here as well. Uh, it'll be available on the website. Um, so very excited about that. And then I think something, frankly, you'll be really excited about, and uh, we've chatted a bit about it, is we're going to have a, a 224 Valkyrie mag um, coming out shortly here as well. Um, so it's actually our, our 223 mag that's modified uh, for 224 Valkyrie. Um, and uh, we've done a decent amount of testing on it. I think someone, someone that you work with closely, Dominic, uh, on the hide, he's quite often there as well. Uh, he's done a bunch of testing with it, and he said it worked pretty good. Um, so that's going to be uh, – there's no solution for customers out there right now. Um, a lot of guys are just modifying steel mags themselves, or 6BR mag, and, and different options. So um, that's uh, – yeah, so three different mags uh, there. There's another one uh, on the horizon as well that I don't want to talk about just yet, but um, definitely pushing hard on that side and, and have – it ties into our, our brand, helping people shoot better. I mean, if people want to shoot a certain caliber and, and they can't because there's a mag uh, problem, um, then we want to uh, fill that void. No, totally. And I'm, I'm such a huge fan of the Valkyrie, and I'm glad you guys are coming out with mags with it. Uh, I am. I'm using modified 308 or this mag, that mag. It's always just like which one fits it and works the best. And, you know, even in the in the AR platform, the 6.8 mags that I use, I have like a love-hate with those as well. But uh, coming out with a dedicated bolt-action version, because, I mean, even talking with the federal guys, you know, they've got over that initial hiccup with the, with the loading with, for the 90 grainers. But I think the Valkyrie's here to stay. They're having good results hunting with it. We're getting a lot of feedback that guys are are doing well on, on some of the smaller game that they're out there hunting, including the Predator stuff, hogs, and things like that. So uh, I, I definitely see a path for the Valkyrie. Unfortunately, you know, we got to get over the speed bump that it initially had. And I think, I think you know, we've done a good job of getting past that. Yeah, I agree. I, I think also what you're going to start seeing in the near future, and I, I don't know if anybody that's doing it right now, but I, I'm assuming it's going to happen, is that uh, the, these big uh, rifle manufacturers are going to come out with uh, a rifle that's chambered a 224 Valkyrie, and that will be box uh, mag ready, uh, which will be uh, really awesome um, for customers. They can just walk into a, a Bass Pro or an Academy and pick one up. Nice, nice. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. But I mean, it's and then, you know, I want to kind of give a quick shout out as well. I don't do like I, I, I bounce to a match here or there. You know what I mean? I've only shot really two matches this year. Last year, I shot more locally and things like that. But I do know that I still pay attention. I'm looking at the pictures and I'm seeing, you know, what's going on at various matches. And I, and I get the phone calls as well if there's drama. But I've been kind of staying out of that argument. But you guys are at all the matches. You're supporting it not only through your team, but through, you know, either sponsorships or what. I mean, even the, uh, the Team Safari, you had Sky and those guys were there and there was an MDT presence uh, I know at Rifles Only, you guys had an MDT stage and a presence going on there. So, you know, 
and and that was an NRL, but you're also with the PRS, and and so I, I just wanted to kind of give a quick shout out to let everybody know how big of a match supporter uh, your company is. Thank you very much for that. It kind of goes, uh, it kind of shows our sales model. Uh, what our sales model is, we're not a high pressure, hey, buy our, buy this, buy this, buy this kind of company. The way that we always um, uh, provide our product is, look, you know, we make all these products. Um, they're, they're awesome. Uh, they help you shoot, shoot better. Uh, and you try it out. That, that's how we are. So uh, we want to make sure that people just know about us. So yes, we we like furthering the sport. We uh, everybody at um, at MDT, all the employees uh, are are shooters at various different levels. At the minimum, we make sure that they have a, um, a license. Everybody gets a um, a uh, shooting allowance. Actually, all MDT employees we encourage them to go shoot, and we pay for their ammo basically. Um, and then out, and then you know, out in the matches, uh, we want to make sure that there is the simple MDT representation. And what we really hope is that uh, somebody will try out our products and loves it, and also wants to buy it. So yes, sponsoring matches, sponsoring stages, sponsoring shooters. We have in the southeast, we have uh, the MDT van that goes around uh, matches. Um, we have uh, in the NRL, we have been working with uh, Travis and we have side matches where somebody can win something. So in that side match, they get to use our chassis. So we just want people to try it. Uh, and and, and um, uh, because we know that when somebody tries our product, uh, there's a very good chance that they will love it and, and want to get it themselves as well. So that, that's just uh, how, we, how we like to operate as a company. No, I hear you. And and it shows. And like I said, you see it everywhere. You see it in the shirts, even in, 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 you know, like I don't chase the sponsorship as much with the Sniper's Hide event with in Washington, but that's in your backyard. So you guys always have representation there. And, and, and we really appreciate that. So I see you in the Colville area and taking care of that community up in uh, the Pacific Northwest. But uh, it definitely is not unnoticed and, and one of the reasons I said that, you know, you guys are just becoming giants within the industry because, y- you know, you're not just focusing in your backyard. You're seeing them down in the in the southeast. You're seeing them in the northwest. We saw you in, you know, the the uh, the southwest. So it, it, it's like you guys aren't just saying, well, you know, we can we can drive an hour to that. So we'll take care of a lot of that. I mean, you're you're across the entire country, and I'm sure in other countries, being Canada and things like this, that because you, you're seeing a growing, um, you know, PRS community up in Canada as well. So uh, definitely, it, and and good point about the other countries as well. I'm sure you have a decent amount of international uh, people listening to your uh, podcast, um, and certainly, uh, you know, we do a lot of business in Australia. Uh, we have sponsored shooters in uh, in different countries in Europe. Um, and, uh, and I believe that it's growing in those countries as well. Um, recently, um, I went to the, the Guardian match. There was a, a number of um, MDT shooters at the one in Ireland. Uh, there was a, a good 40 Irish shooters there. Um, and the second day, were paired up with the um, uh, U.S. shooters. Um, and it was just really, it's just really cool to see um, how uh, internationally people are first of all, watching the United States and being very engaged. And, and, and also uh, we're seeing the sport just grow all over the place. 
Definitely. Yeah. And in, in the Guardian stuff look fantastic. You know, I've talked to Gary yesterday a little bit via email and he does such a great job kind of being that nomad group that he is because you got the, you know, the two series and then the Guardian kind of in the middle that maintains that success and going along. And Gary's just really good at, you know, bringing these sort of hey, I'm going to branch out over there to Ireland. I'm going to go over here. I'm down in this part of the country. I'm working with McMillan and and what him and Brittany are doing. So, you know, Gary's got a great program, and I, and I like what he's doing, which kind of, you know, just stands in between the two series. So that's great to see you supporting his, his efforts as well. Yeah, absolutely. He does a great job there. And that match is that's, that's one of the funnest weekends I've had in a long time. So it's uh, certainly a shout-out to him for that. Definitely. And, and yet we do have such a large international audience, uh, a, a lot of guys, um, you know, up in the Scandinavian countries, down in Australia. In fact, one of the Australian guys um, made a post on Podbean and offered me to go bunyip uh, hunting down in Australia. And when I finally looked it up, I realized it's like some kind of like monster werewolf thing. So I guess I'm going werewolf hunting in Australia if I ever make it down there. All right on. Kyle <laughs> and I just came back from Australia last month and we always have a I've been there for the last five years in a row, and it's always a great time over there because they have a whole number of different pests, so you can do a lot of shooting in a short period of time. Nice, nice. Yeah, I mean, and it's great to see. It's a positive thing that it's being introduced as a competition, as a sport, versus then basically just going and saying it's a gun thing. You know what I mean? Because we see the negatives that might be attached to that by certain elements out there. But because this is such a, a, a you know, a fun time, it's, it's presented as a sport, you, you're not seeing any pushback with it, and, you, and you're seeing people embrace it rather well. And, and, and everybody I know appreciates that. Yeah, definitely. We also recently, you're talking about Australia, uh, we recently also uh, worked with a, uh, uh, a Paralympic shooter, actually. We customized one of our ACC chassis to suit his, uh, his needs. He's in a wheelchair. Um, and he just came down from, the, uh, from uh, Australia shooting the championships. He, um, he, he had some, uh, some issues down there. But um, it just reminded me of that, that um, you know, we, we just love being involved in all the different shooting disciplines, really, um, and to, to help people with, it, with their game. Um, so it's something reminding me in Australia there. No, that's awesome. And, and, and Frank, like, like I, I, you said, like we kind of exploded the last couple of years, and and you kind of uh, I think alluded to it last year when we talked um, that the you called us the dark horse, um, but uh, that sponsorship side and supporting the sport as being super important for us, and and uh, that. Uh, um, that's something that we continue on to continually support and grow in. And, and actually uh, on the website today, we'll have a, um, an application um, going up. If you want to be a sponsored shooter or think you can uh, have what it takes and then you can sign up and we're actually evaluating our team for 2020 now and, and working on that and, and those kind of things. So, I don't know if any of your listeners will be interested, but that'll be going online today. Awesome. That's that's really kick-ass for, for guys to be able to have that ability to say, hey, I, I want to try out for this. And and you know what? And, and part of it, what it is, is initially you look at the, you guys are accessible. You're not overpriced. You make a good, solid product that, you know, is even designed for stages and for the type of shooting we're doing today with like the weight system 
in, in extending the forearm of the chassis so it'll balance better on bags and barricades and things like that. You, you know, you've always addressed the element. You just kind of, you know, you, you did it in a way that allowed pretty much like the every man to get in the door. And it wasn't like you had to be to this next level to afford, you know, and, and I don't want to say like a, a Jay Allen, but like an $1,800 chassis, like you mentioned, is really expensive. Looks great, worked, had a lot of options and everything, but people, but when you're down doing a very similar thing in the $800 zone, you know, it, it's easy for somebody to go, oh, that's a little bit more expensive. But in, in the long run, you're finding, I think, that that resonates bigger and gives you a much better long-term reputation and people trust the products you guys put out because it's not out there. It's not over expensive. You, you, you know, you don't have to, um, you don't have to sprinkle it like, you know, uh, around for free to get people to do it. It's like, no, it's, it's something anybody can afford. And, and I think that really makes a difference. Definitely. And we, and we get, uh, that feedback, uh, you know, often we love hearing it. Um, that, uh, you know, we put a lot of attention to the, to the details. Uh, you know, for the last couple of years, there's certainly been a number of um, other chassis companies that popped up that, um, um, you know, we, I, I don't want to say that, that they copied us, but in some ways, sometimes it feels that way. Um, but when, when people compare what we have versus some of the other ones that are out there um, and, and use it, people do see and appreciate how much thought and attention do we put to the details, sometimes things that they haven't even uh, thought of yet. So it's, it's, um, it, it's good to hear that feedback at the same time as well. Well, I mean, but you guys are clearly have proven successful and why wouldn't somebody want to copy your success? And, and you have to look at it as a flattering thing. I mean, granted in the industry, that's this small, it sometimes becomes like, well, wait a minute, you know, uh, it's it's clearly what we're doing, you know, couldn't you kind of come up with your own? But at the same time, th- you are successful and in, in, in that's going to gonna have somebody kind of mimic certain things you're doing. Yeah, that's true. Fair point. You yeah. know, and, so... And we don't just put it in, we just don't put it in our products either. We do it on the support side as well. So we have a big customer support team and, and generally during business hours, our response time is one point five hour and a half roughly um we generally always pick the phone we don't like to have anybody on hold and those might seem like small things but we we try to not just have it on the product side but on on every aspect of of the company and then it just as as a whole hang on one second guys i got a doorbell i'm gonna pause it really quick i'll be right back all right excellent all right sorry about that guys like i said we had a um i had a doorbell i had to sign for a package and of course they come in the middle of a podcast uh but we're good but yeah, I mean, uh, you were going on to customer service and you're talking about that, you know, it, it extends all the way through. You're not only developing new products, better products, you're supporting your systems, you're supporting your products, and you're supporting the people who are using them. We are. Yeah, we have a very uh, awesome, uh, even our you know, customer support team. Um you know, there's, uh, you know, from experience that we have in the past, sometimes, you know, people develop pet peeves. You know, I have a couple of them, um, and I think that everybody can kind of attest to it. When I just entered the industry, um, I was uh, told 
that, look, you know, in the firearms industry, you know, you don't have to get back to people in a couple of days. You know, that's just kind of expected. You know, it's really busy and, you know, that's just how it works. And I hated that ever since that moment. And, of course, before that already, you know, you, when you call somebody, uh, when you call a company, you want to talk to somebody, you want to talk to somebody that's knowledgeable. Uh, and, and you don't want to have to sit on the phone for, you know, uh, 45 minutes before you actually get to talk to somebody. And when you send an email, you also want to have a response back. So um, we train our people hard. Making, you know, there's a lot to learn. Uh, that's it's even kind of something for me that I had to learn about new people coming in. You know, I grew with the product since we had, you know, one or, you know, a couple of SKUs. So every time we added something, I was, you know, just naturally, I was just very in tune with all the products. But somebody that knew that comes in and needs to learn anything, it's actually quite overwhelming. And we've had people that we've hired that just couldn't take it all in. Um, so the people that we do have here are very knowledgeable about what we have. Um, you know, people's questions will, and, and I think that people can, you know, uh, uh, confirm that. I don't, you don't want people to take my word from, for it. You know, do a little bit of a search on the Internet or send us a question and see how fast you get a question back. But people will get an answer same day, usually within a couple of hours or less. Uh, a phone call will be, you know, of course, you know, it happens for whatever reason, phone calls come in waves. So it does happen and somebody has to hold. But um, uh, for the most part, uh, you'll be able to get somebody on the phone when you call MDT, um, whether it's a question about your product or, or about our product or, or something else. Uh, we're happy to talk to, to anybody. So it's for us, you know, being here in this business we're not a business that is just there to, uh, you know, make maximum profits. It is, um, you know, we want our employees love working here. We want our customers to love working with us and we want to make great products at the same time. Martin, I remember at the beginning in SHOT Show when you first came on the scene, you had that like card table booth in that zigzag back corner you used to get lost <laughs> at to try to find you. And it was basically yeah. you at a card table um, and if you followed kind of that right hand wall and then you had a zigzag three different ways, uh, you know, it, it, it was like you were on a bend in a corner. Yeah, that's right. It, um, <laughs> uh, it, it was on the very, very far, far back corner in the basement there. Yes. You were by the uh, plumbing. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's right. Um, but we have pictures of our old booths and I remember like even a few years later into it, uh, you know, we would make a change to the booth and come up with something that looked really awesome. We put it in the booth and now I still look back at those booths and I'm like, man, that is terrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> and every year, uh, we have just been able to, um, uh, make our, our image, our booth, everything we do, we just, we keep raising the bar. Uh, about what people see in us and who we are and what we are. Uh, our booth this year, uh, again, I mean, like I said earlier, it uh, it doubled, but it also um, it's going to be a little bit more open and inviting, allow people to come in, uh, check our products. We're going to have a barricade set up in a booth so people can't just, you know, hold a rifle and, you know, pretend that they want to shoot a, uh, you know, 25-pound rifle offhand. We'll have a barricade for them to try it on. So um, we just, you know... We, 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 we even love seeing our own progression. Yeah, I mean, you, you've polished your brand in a way that, that definitely, it, it, it sort of, it, it reminds me of like the early years with Magpul. Um, you know, I remember when Magpul was at SHOT Show the first time they were behind a door and there was two guys sitting at a round little card table behind a door 
And then now you look at, you know, when Magpul was at their high point and how they refined that, I think you guys have done a similar path, um, you know, and, and has expanded in that very same way, just on the precision rifle side. And I mean that as a compliment. I like, I'm Magpul's in my backyard. I'm a fan of those guys and what they've done over the years, you know, but it's just a different thing, the ARs versus the precision rifle. But uh, it's a very similar trajectory in, in, in as far as my view. Thank you. Yeah, and it's, and it's even like a, you're talking about the booths, but it's even the packaging. We we had a discussion about it this morning, and and uh, just from the, like if you look at our packaging five years ago compared to our packaging now, uh, experience that that gives our customers, uh, we, we we want that to be awesome as well. So it, it's it's literally in every aspect. We don't we don't want to miss anything, and and uh, it it's, uh, makes it super awesome to work here. We're very proud of this this company and and where where we've come from but also where we're going nice nice now do we is there anything else you guys got coming out so we hit on the uh, your your jay allen we talked about you got a new ch- uh, chassis coming at shot for everybody to look forward to the bipods and stuff you're working with the sky pod and then magazines is there anything else that we want to hit on um before we let you guys go yeah two two things if i can one thing that uh, not everybody is aware of but it again kind of goes back into furthering the sport and allowing people to enter it uh, early this year, we launched a new brand. It's called the Oryx. Um, it is a, a separate brand from MDT, but it's owned by uh, it's owned by MDT. Um, it is a um, it's a solid chassis that is um, fully assembled. Comes with a buttstock on it. Comes with a grip on it. And everything like that. And it retails for three ninety nine. So that's that's available at oryxchassis.com. It is it it, it doesn't uh, it's it's completely separate. It doesn't go through our standard dealer network. It's being distributed by Legacy Sports, so you, you'll see it in in dealer stores. Of course, it can be purchased online as well. So that's one thing that I just uh, uh, wanted to mention. It is a very good entry level chassis. Um, the other thing is um, uh, it kind of goes back to you know what I mentioned earlier about some pet peeves and experience we have in the past. Um, what our we we do a um, I like to call it a legendary Black Friday sale. So, you know, when I would go to a store on on Black Friday or any kind of sale, it always felt to me that um, people would raise the prices and then put a discount down, and you weren't really saving much at all. And that's not the case everywhere, of course. But we wanted to make sure that we we don't do sales at all on our products. Generally, we don't discount them. We don't do coupon codes. We don't do the kind of stuff because we believe we give a good value on the product at the prices that they are. And um, and you know, there's not a lot of room on doing these things. But at the same time, um, and you know, of course, you know, we have dealers that also want to get it for cheaper than, and then the distributor, and there's there's different levels in there, so it's always difficult to do. But we do one sale per year, and that's on Black Friday. Uh, like I mentioned, we call it uh, legendary. Um, it is uh, very, very, very busy for us. Last year, it took us uh, weeks to get orders shipped out. And we actually sold double than what we had anticipated. Uh, this year, we're more prepared. Uh, we'll, we'll probably you know, sell more than last year as well because we will have more available. It's when we sell at our factory seconds. Um, Factory seconds are just simply rejects because, you know, it might have a ding or a dent and we don't want to go through the process of repairing it because, um, you know, it may be too time consuming or it's a one off and you got to break something down for it. Sometimes it's just paint. We do get people buy our factory seconds and come back to us and say, you know, I don't even see anything wrong with it. And, they're, you know, they're probably right. 
because our quality standards are quite high. You know, you can only have so many specs on it that are this size and that. And and so it it it, uh, it does happen that sometimes people have a hard time finding why it was rejected in our quality control. Every chassis that we send out is inspected three times. Um, so um, that that sale will be coming up very shortly. Here we've been working on planning for that already for quite a while now, and uh, people are already talking about it online and say, you know, what are you going to do for Black Friday? We don't release details of it. Uh, there's only one thing that we always say about it. It'll be epic. Nice. And, um, you know, just to kind of come back a second, uh, I did want to talk because I'm going to be talking to them. I've mentioned it several times. You do was just re- announced your pairing with Savage and you've paired with Savage in the past. You pair with a lot of like legacy sports in the Howas and things like that. So, it, you know, you, you're definitely an OEM for other companies out there. But Savage made a big point of talking about their recent pairing with you. And, and those press releases are out. So maybe kind of give everybody just a quick little few seconds on, you know, what you're doing with Savage. Yeah, so uh, we're very excited about that. Um, uh, and like you said, it's not just Savage we work with, working with a lot of different OEMs, but Savage came out with uh, uh, basically a re- replacement of their uh, Evolution uh, chassis, um, and that's going to be in our ACC chassis. So um, for our uh, for the listeners that might not know, the ACC is a dustable core competition chassis, uh, very set up um, specifically for the NRS, uh, NRL and PRS style shooting. So uh, adjustable weight system uh, and just long forend ARCA built in, big barricade stop, very adjustable. So very, very high-end chassis. Um, generally, when people purchase chassis like this, it's only for their custom builds, but um, Savage seen the, the need for that in a factory rifle. So that's going to be uh, available. I think it's going to start shipping in, in January. So very excited about that. And then also um, for their rimfire line, we designed a custom chassis um, for them uh, on the A22 and the B22. Um, and that's going to be shipping in, in January as well. But uh, I'm very, very excited about those um, those uh, announcements. Yeah, and, 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 you know, it's good to see them uh, kind of step up and they're addressing some of the, the things that we've seen in the past. And, and as I said, I'm going to be talking with the Savage crew there that's behind this. But it, it, it just, like you guys have learned, it's good to see that companies are now paying attention to the tactical competition side of things. And, you know, it's it's those who ignored it kind of fell behind and and now they're kind of doing that big jump to catch up, but you guys never ignored it. And and it's showing where you stand today and that you're not one of the ones playing catch up. And instead you're one of the ones being chased. Exactly. Yeah. And and, and we want to continue doing that. So if any of the listeners have ideas or things that you think we should make or could improve on, please let us know. Uh, You can directly message us on Facebook and Instagram or, or go to our support page on our website uh, we love hearing from the end users and, and that uh, we are uh, experts in what we do, but uh, we also couldn't do it without the feedback from the, the community. Awesome. Awesome. I really appreciate you guys calling in. And, and if we touched on everything, I'll, I'll let you guys go. Um, we're, we're hitting on that almost uh, close to an hour mark now. But yeah, thank you all very much for uh, giving me a call, responding back when I text you. In, in, in saying, yeah, we'd love to come on and, and, and talk about what's going on because it, it is a big deal to pick up and to, and to save these brands like the Jay Allen and to bring in a SkyPod and make it mainstream and, and that kind of thing that you're doing. I think it really does help the community as a whole. 
and and it goes beyond just a business decision because you know like i said you guys make these things affordable you make them accessible anybody can go out there and get them and it's not like you have to be you know it's not what the pros use because the pros are using it but the joes are using it just every bit as much exactly yeah and and thanks to you as well frank for this podcast i mean uh, I know a lot of people as, as we travel around that, that listen to you and, and they learn a lot and get good feedback and it makes them shoot better as well. Um, so uh, I appreciate you having us on. Uh, it's, it's been fun. All righty, man. Thanks a lot. Stay on the line really quick. I'm going to end the recording part and then I'll just talk to you guys once we get off. Thanks a lot, guys. And thanks for listening to the Everyday Sniper podcast. We'll talk to you soon.